With Faith and Adefe. As you know, this is the podcast where we discuss everything pertaining to young people. And today will not be an exception. Uh, of course, we've been processing a lot of things, especially in Nigeria lately with the NSAS protest and everything happening uh, after it. But we're still we're happy to be here. Adefe, how are you doing? Oh, I'm really good. I'm fine. Trying to add to this thing, this period. But yeah. better than my friends. Hope you're good. Yeah, we're, we're trying to um, get back to the routine. Everyone is trying to get back to their schedule. Just trying to get life back to normal, as normal as normal can get. Even though well, we've heard right. many times that it can't be normal again, but we're just trying to get back to ourselves. Let's go for your life. Hope work has been fine. Ah, work, work is... Work is where it is, you know. Is there, are we fine in Nigeria? Nobody is fine, no more. <laughs> when you remember that you have to earn salary, <laughs> you do the work whether you like it or not. <laughs> yeah. so, so what has been happening in Nigeria now? Since the whole NSAS process, what happened in the past like few days? What has happened since the last time we recorded? Am I? Yeah. The last time we recorded, we had a very emotional um, story. Um, very sorry, emotional sure episode, that... If you have not listened, yeah. please go back and listen. Episode 5, where we talked with... Um, we had Queen on the episode. And yes. she lost her brother or... She had been looking for her brother because of first, the SARS old thing in Anambra State and how it has been a while since she even saw her brother. So she just ran, ran exactly. us through the story. And it was a very emotional story. Uh, and I, I tried too hard not to cry. I, I, don't know I mean, I don't know how we pull through. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, the annoying thing was after we recorded, I think the following week, some peaceful protesters were shot at at Lekki, and yes. decided, someone who said, "Oh, that is forces beyond this control." Then so that came up and said, "Oh, then when um, and um, this uh, this uh, woman from CNN, what's her name, Becky." And Justin Becky, like, yeah. my guy was shaking, and he was like, Yo, yeah, Baba was sweating. I was like, oh, the army <laughs> did this. And at the point, after that, we just heard that army said, Lagos State government give them the go ahead to do it. So, to right come. now, at time, so it's not like, like, Who is the, who, who is the person? But the question we're asking now, <laughs> who everybody. ordered the shooting? So at this point, nobody's saying there was no shooting. The biggest, the biggest question right now is, yeah. Who ordered Shooting and also not forgetting yeah. our president wonderful speech. I don't know how I think he should just he should just put a, a pin on giving us speeches because ah last one we got I'm not sure we're going to recover for from it in a long time. So well, our president should just he should just leave us and be tweeting. Allah <laughs> for who never get um, international passport and one or two plates. Because one, <laughs> one or two clothes very important. <laughs> uh, this point. Anyway, hey. today on the podcast we'll be talking about um self-care tips and joining us is a mental health um professional advocate expert whichever Woo! way you choose to describe us, Sarah Anderson. Welcome to today's um show. 
Thank you for having me, Faith. Hi, good evening, Hope everyone. You're doing... Hope you're doing good, Sarah. Hey, nice up yes, 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 yes. I'm fine. Okay, so let's, let's just get into it straight. Um, how have you been processing the emotions from the past few days? Like, what has it been like for you? Well, um, you know, as a mental health professional, you know that you are a support system to a whole lot of people out there. And you, as a person, cannot uh, afford to break down. You can't afford to, you know, come down with um, emotions when you know you're supposed to be, you know, be the strong pillar for some other people. Yeah. So at that point, at that point in time, I was caught up between trying to stay informed, trying to protect myself and trying to be there for others. So it was a whole lot for me. And I just had to like, just stay away for a while from okay. all the happenings. And thank God for the coffee. I just stayed indoor and um, I, I, I made sure I wasn't connected to any social media um, accounts or whatsoever. So um, it was just a few days after the killing after the killing at the lucky two gates yeah. that I started communicating with people I was just basically I was just offline yeah but you okay. can always keep up with that like always staying off social media people always say people should let their emotions out that when you let your emotions out at that point you start to feel better so for instance they say if you are feeling angry or you are feeling pain or you, are, you want to cry like cry out at that point or just express your emotion because that's what that's why we have emotions what do you think about that do you think people should always try to hide emotions or just try to not allow their emotions get to them what do you think i think um uh what you just said now will work for those who are directly involved in the in the shootings and killings at that particular yeah. place maybe, maybe you had maybe someone had a brother or a sibling in there that was a victim that's i think that is applied to those people those people who are directly involved not people like us who are just seeing it and you know how do you how would a person really express sadness like how do you voice out sadness you know you're seeing it it's it's you know it's overwhelming you 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 keep taking in the events you keep taking in the scenes it's not something you can just push out and say, oh, this is how I feel. Of course, it's, and it's happening to everybody. It's not just you. It's, it's like, it's a general thing. So at that point, you just need to, you know, if you know yourself and you know that this is something you can take and you know that, oh, if I expose myself to this thing um, for too long, I might just sleep into depression. You, you know yourself, yeah. you can just take a break out of it. So people who can actually come out and voice out or express their emotions are people who are angered, who are, who are hurt, you know, directly. People who, who see faults in um, a person or the other for something happening, you know, because when we are grieving, we always think to, you know, associate what happened with one person or the other. Yeah, yeah. That's so at that point, at that, yeah, at that point, at that point, we were hearing this from the government, we we're hearing this from the military. It was not just making any sense. Like 
we don't know who's to believe this is a story this is another story i i remember yeah. at that point before that shooting i was so so like I was just like somebody's D, somebody's trying, somebody's. I was just hailing him here and there, and I was like, "It's responsive." And truly, the man responded. But after that moment, I just felt like, "What?" Like he's the governor for crying out loud. He could have stopped the scene in a way or the other. But I don't know. I guess some people just um, prefer political ambition than being human. For me, I, yeah. I, 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 <laughs> what? I honestly feel that it's fine. Whatever has happened happened but there's something i want us to talk about the fact that um mental health issues um depression self-care is something that just became really really important or became really uh, like necessary with this um 21st century and uh, so um, i'm we, we going to say something that's really peculiar to our uh, our um, generation or something that previous generation has ignored because now you hear oh can't talk to therapists i think you need a therapist some people some people video some people say pray about it some people feel like praying about it is their own therapy so at, at this point do you think um self-care or mental health issues are just issues that just started with our generation especially with the advent of social media do you think that yeah, in the past Absolutely not. It, it has always been there for so many years. It's just that uh, the only difference is that now we are embracing it. Now we are seeing that um, if you have any psychological stress, you can actually come out and say it without, you know, the whole stigma. And although the stigma is still there in Nigeria, especially, it's still there a bit, but um, it's getting better. At least um, everybody on this how important uh, mental health is and and even the government is trying to put in the whole mental health thing into um students curriculum so that they can you know further educate them i think back then what happened was that um, there were you know based on development there were fewer means of um, approaching these things uh those were the days where people um having uh stresses you know stress can actually induce mental uh mental illness uh, for instance if there is a train of mental illness in a person's family and um, it means that the person is prone to having mental illness so now does facing stress like maybe loss of job can be a predisposing factor to bring out that mental illness to the person so now if uh, at, at let's say back then that person um, um, went through a stressful situation and, you know, he or she gets proper care. That's where you see they start flogging them, putting them in asylum and, and there and that. But now I can tell you that uh, if it counts in people, one person is, is managing mental illness. So nobody's actually mad. The person is not just receiving proper self-care. The person is not receiving proper support. Because if we bring a madman from the streets now and take he or she to proper psychiatry hospital with the right um, equipment and all the um, professionals readily available, give me give that person one month and you'll be surprised at the at the you know 
turn over so these are some details not so many people are aware of uh sometimes people would have you know few symptoms like let's say hallucination or just um talking out of context and before you know people in family be like i reject it in jesus name you know all of that and they will keep hiding the whole thing pushing the person inside until one day the person will just you know loosen out and just walk out so this thing starts little by little it depends on the kind of family you have and you know the knowledge they have about this um mental health issue because if if they see prayer as if someone sees prayer as uh more important i'm not saying it's not important but of course medication too is very important so i think what happened the difference is um new development and the fact that we are embracing um mental health as you know one of the most important parts of our of our health um healthcare and health system completely so that's the difference back then people were just full of stigmatization and uh, stereotype don't go and marry their that person eh in their family they have <laughs> that's very right. common they have they have one mad person and all of that but now you would see people you know getting married to each other people who are bipolar and they'll come out clean and they'll be like so long as you take your medications you know so that's the difference a new development and um you know innovation okay uh Sarah, so i'd like us to talk a bit about um survival guilt because i know that um during this uh the entire answers um, protest and the aftermath a lot of people wanted to go offline but they kept feeling like oh if i go offline that means i it's because of my life that i can go offline they kept feeling guilty for wanting to take care of their mental health and uh, some people kept asking questions like why me why them why not me and they just wanted to be in the middle of the pain that um those uh, victims must have felt and their families must be going you know they they felt they did not just want to remove themselves from that pain because they felt like it was showing too much of privilege and then when i did some research on it i saw that it was um, one of these things that happened with survival guilt where you just feel guilty for being the person who is who was able to um, survive a particular situation and then you you just it just makes you not want to take care of yourself so can we just talk a bit about that and what we can do to handle it Okay um the truth is that if you look at people having this survival uh, guilt trait you see that on the line all this all this uh, emotions they have they have unresolved issues within them as well because for someone to say oh why not me why them person is pro- probably thinking of oh you know having this hopelessness having this um feeling of oh what am i still here for what am i still what am i still living for and all of that so if 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 um one or two persons are out there and they are actually feeling this way my advice for them is that they should actually seek help because um it's not normal 
for you to want to um you know wish harm to yourself if a person is actually doing that then there are underlying issues of depression he or she may not even be aware of it you know the difference between mental health and all other mental uh, health health issues is the fact is, the, is that the person experiencing it is not aware of it only those around the person might actually see it it takes a lot of strength for the person experiencing it to know so i i, 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 uh, I, I don't I, I don't quite agree with that like first i think there are times whereby for instance now when people are dealing with heartbreaks or they're dealing with relationship okay. issues like they have been in a long-term relationship and things go sour or they feel an exam and they're acting strange like they themselves they know like they're acting strange i don't think it's in all cases that people do not know that they have like they are going through depression but maybe so the survival guilt thing people might not actually think it as something that is um that they are going through that is not supposed to be theirs but for instance i want to ask a question if um i'm okay. just a, someone um a plane crash now this girl that this girl that is, uh, that was able to survive this so so we think um play crash and like she was the only one mm-hmm. like i would yeah. I, I would say someone like that when she goes through that survival guilt um survival guilt kind of thing is something that she cannot she doesn't have to go through or count herself lucky or how does someone like that deal with that kind of issue in a situation like a person who may not have an underlying psychological stressor only be thankful that he or she survived that particular plane crash rather than feeling that she should have died and the others should have lived i don't know how how um how best to explain it but uh okay for instance the heartbreak thing you said now it is it is not enough for someone to just you know feel sad and then you call it depression depression occurs when this sadness is persistent heartbreak well maybe um a month two months three months but when something in particular like sadness is interfering with your daily activities when you're supposed to go to work and you're not going to work and you just sit in your house and be like oh i'm sad persistent then we can call it depression i don't know if you get that part I, I, I get, I get, that's very good. Okay. Uh, Sarah, I also wanted to um, probably draw an example. Uh, for the NSAS uh, protest and persons who had what are dealing with survivors, good. I think continuity of the situation is something that could have um, pushed them to, it, to feel that way. For instance, knowing that, okay, this person's they had dreams they had aspirations as some persons even protested at lekki at on that particular day maybe left a few minutes before the shooting started so the the entire spontaneity of the situation and knowing that it could have easily been me mm-hmm. I, i think that is something that makes people uh make viral guilt even stronger because when you see the spontaneity of the situation know that okay this could have easily been me uh, 
and then he starts asking sub questions like why them why 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 did it have to happen and you just stop to see um you start to feel like your life is losing meaning and all of it so i think the spontaneity of the situation could have contributed or could contribute to how people feel uh, about or how they process the emotions from can i can to that Yeah, really. I, I didn't. I didn't get what can you I said. Can I come into that? Yeah, sure, you can. I said, can I come into that? Okay. Uh, I don't how maybe um, I didn't get the message properly, but there is a huge difference between oh, that could have been me, and oh, why not them? Why not me? Why them? Okay. Okay, I get. Okay, I get. I get. I get. Yeah. Yeah, like it's it's a it's 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 a it's it's a big there's a big difference between that kind of feeling. Yeah. Like oh, that could have been me kind of feeling. It happens. It happens to everybody. It definitely happens to everybody. But the whole why not uh, why not me? Why them? There's a problem. There's an underlying problem there. So um essentially what you're saying is it's normal for anyone to ask when this kind of things happen it's, it's normal for you to reflect and say wow that yeah, yes yes but when yes. you when it's it especially after especially after a traumatic event yeah. but when yes. it starts to be persistent and you start to question your own existence and start to exactly. feel like okay life is losing meaning then that exactly. is where you should seek help Yes, yes, okay. that's the one. So, so moving on, and let's go for the um talk about um real life issues. So, for instance, um, I have a personal friend who was going through like depression, and apart from the fact that he was scared to talk about people, to talk to people about it, because when you are not going through a situation whereby you are physically ill, let's use that word, physically ill. So it's difficult for you to say, "Oh, I want to talk to my friends about it." You don't know how they're going to feel about it. So, like this kind of person has attempted committing suicide like thousands of times. Tried to use pillows to suffocate himself. Tried to like, you know, the the old like trying to commit suicide thing. But down the line, person sought help and was able to talk to a um, therapist and 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 what have you. And the person recommended like antidepressant, right? Like drugs that you take that reduce. I don't know. I don't know what they actually do. But do you think um, those kind of people that take drugs, like to help with depression, do you think the drugs work? Uh, and this is something I'm going to recommend for people when they are going through bad times or times whereby they are depressed, or do you just take sleeping medicine and sleep up and wake up and everything will be fine? Uh, the truth is that um, I think right now in in the whole world we are trying to bring out psychology away from psychiatry because if you go to a psychiatrist they recommend or they will medicate um, or give you drugs like their own is just uh, you know prescribe drugs for you go and take it of course it it, it makes them feel better because. You know, when a person is depressed, it is the um, the the neurotransmitter called the dopamine that is really really low. So now, um, if a doctor prescribes a drug, of course, it's going to elevate you. It's like a stimulant, the antidepressant. 
so you're going to feel better but it will not take away the problem itself it's like you taking alcohol just because you're sad and then after that you're back to the same oh we want to take weed they're like gonna take weed like i know the people that they take weed it makes them feel happy like it doesn't make them like it just makes them happy and it, and that's why it's also bad to like smoking it weed and not just normal cigarettes like you so do help them like in fact, really actually help them in fact that's that's another that's another topic entirely like a huge topic on its own like that's another topic entirely and if I say if I start starting going into that we might not leave here today <laughs> so Oh, that's, the the basic thing is that a therapist will will you know will recommend an evidence based therapy where we are going to help you find out why you're feeling that way rather than just giving you a surface solution. So, as a psychologist and to people out there who are you know feeling depressed, except it is. A clinical depression because there's there's a difference. You know, a clinical depression in the sense that in the in the sense that um the person has attempted suicide. At that point, the person needs stimulant because the person can do it again. And no matter what you say to that kind of person, at that point it may not work. So except it's a clinical depression. But if it's still at the level where, oh, I feel sad, oh, this, oh, that, and you're aware of it, and people are like, are you okay? Do you need help and all of that? Such a person should seek the help of a therapist first. Who would help him or uncover the reason and help provide support system to such an individual? Because... Uh, taking mental health drugs is not easy because you have to take it for a very long period of time until the doctor says stop. Okay. And they are expensive, very expensive. Now, now, if if you keep if you keep taking that drugs, it's you, you will find out that at the point you become dependent on the drug, which is another problem. Yeah, you become addicted to them. Okay, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, so until 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 you actually take the drug, you would not you would not be able to sleep until you actually take the drug, you know, because your body system has you know shaped to the to the function of the drug. So that is why at this point the whole psychology people are trying to you know take themselves out of psychiatry because uh, there are some there's some mental health issues that do not require medications if it's pure schizophrenia or maybe bipolar disorder and you can you know of course drugs will be needed especially um feelings that that um are not realistic you know feelings that do not have evidence then you can you know you know it's, it's a medical thing but uh, situations like depression, situations like um, post-traumatic stress disorder, they do not necessarily need medications. The medications will work, yes, true, but uh, it will not solve the problem. So the the best thing a person can do is to seek help from a therapist. Well, how many people can afford a therapist? Yeah, I wonder why I know that there are a number oh. of free uh, people providing free consultations. But it seems like that can be a one-off um, occurrence. 
if someone really needs to probably see a therapist for an extended period of time mm. how affordable is therapy in Nigeria? Uh, hmm. there is no uh, there is nobody regulating a particular amount like there is no fixed price for therapy in Nigeria although there are there are body yeah um, non-governmental organizations that uh, provide counseling services i would not call it therapeutical services um for instance mentally we're nigeria initiative we have sunshine series and some others like that they provide you know uh, a money to people which does not really do much but if you want to see a therapist like a therapist for a session like what i know what I do know is that per session is about um, 25,000 Naira per session. And um, to actually unravel the person's situation and provide a treatment plan, the person will need at least three sessions. So not stuck of, you know, you know, therapy is a process. So it could be one month, two months or three months. So that's that's actually a lot of money, but I think there are still very affordable therapies out there. Now, if anybody wants or needs a therapy therapist based on location, I can provide a site where the person can go. Okay. I mean, you have a good, yeah, a profile of good number of therapists there, where the person can, you know, find a therapist close to him or her. So maybe after the um, the interview session, I can give you the website and you can pass it across to them. Okay, that would, that would be very helpful because I know that there are a lot of persons who need mental support at this time, mental health support at this time, and may, they may not be able to afford it. So uh, providing a site where they can actually connect with therapists would be very, very helpful for a lot of people. So thank you very much, Sarah, for that one. You're welcome. Okay. Um, so let's quickly move to discussing. Uh, before we move to discussing self-care tips, I'd like us to talk a bit about coping mechanisms for people at this time. Because I know a lot of people um, implemented different coping mechanisms to deal with the emotions from the end aftermath of the entire protest. For some persons, for someone like me, I was doing a lot of writing. So I was writing anything I feel, I just try to translate that emotion into words. So I was writing a lot of stuff at that time. Uh, I was very angry, so I, I was just trying to pour the anger into the kind of um, literature I was writing. For some persons, they were trying to do, some people were just trying to make fun, listen to comedy and all of those things. Some people were watching movies. A lot of people were eating. Like there are people that were just trying to handle the stress. So, um, for coping mechanisms, is, is this a good thing? Uh, is there a point where it gets overboard? Uh, is there a point where? It... Of course, of course, of course. Coping mechanisms are essential. Like they are very, very essential. You would be surprised that most people are, you know, mentally healthy because they have the appropriate coping mechanisms to, you know make them escape from their problems so if you have a coping mechanism and it is healthy 
disease because they are unhealthy coping mechanisms. Okay, uh, Sarah, so let's just um, quickly talk about self-care tips. As a mental health professional, uh, what uh, self-care tips can you give to young people who are trying to process a lot of uh, emotions at this time? Just some of these tips with us. Yeah, um, just like you said, as a young person, Majority of us, are, we probably have um, stressful jobs or doing one um, crazy thing or the other, or just too consumed with our phones, laptop, and you know, me time is always the last thing uh, mind. You know, I think I myself is, is a, like I'm a practical example. You know, you just want to do everything to get more money. You know, yeah, you know, like, chasing <laughs> money. <laughs> <laughs> you have the or like you have the strength to do so many things, but um, there's no space for self care. So one one thing I would always like to uh, to say to people is that if you want to do something and you're finding it uh, difficult to do, because for each and every one of us, especially as uh, young stars, is is it's really really to just want to purposely take care of yourself. I mean, how many of us would say we re- we we do exercise regularly, like every day? So, um, because it's something that is a bit difficult, I would always like to say that you know we should be purposeful about it. You know, you just have to. Say, oh, this thing, no, I have to do it. You know, make it a thing of purpose. You can, you know, set a reminder that, oh, at social time, I would like to do this thing for myself. Just be purposeful about everything. And there's some ways you can, you know, take care of yourself. One of them is to make um, sleep. Very important. <laughs> like, very, very I can say that, you know, even if we're not busy, we'd, we would we would still want to, you know, be engrossed with our phone, checking this, checking that. And one thing about the brain is that if you if you keep trying to, you know, strain it and you know, you just want especially when you're watching a very interesting movie, sleep might not come at the right time because you know it is interesting and it's keeping the the brain cells lively so we should always try to understand that sleep is very important so it's have huge effect on how we feel emotionally and even physically so it's if 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 it's possible just okay be like okay 10 10 p.m today i would i would sleep hmm. tomorrow night PM, you know, just uh, be purposeful about it. Uh, make it something of, you know, once you start doing something regularly, it becomes an habit. Then, 
we can also take care of ourselves by exercising. We all know how exercise is good for us and it can it can boost one thing about exercise that it just shoots this uh neurotransmitters that makes you feel good just shoots them off like you always feel the sense of purpose like yes i just did this and you know it reduces stress and anxiety as well and it, of course it helps you shed extra weight you know so that you can look fit and all of that. Are they, are you listening? <laughs> no, I want to start doing yoga. I want to start doing yoga. They say you should work out. Sarah says you should work out. So next time I see you, I must see six packs. It's yoga. <laughs> yoga. I just thought that they'll be turning your neck back. They'll be doing stuff. <laughs> but, but actually, it will really work for people. Of course it does like it's if if you i i currently work in a rehabilitation center for uh, for substance abuse and um the occupational therapist will always make sure um exercising is a regular thing they do it monday Wednesday, Saturday, and trust me uh, a, a, a patient who probably you saw on a tuesday who is ranting and be like, I want to go, I want to go, I want to go, what am I doing here, what am I doing here? Wednesday morning, you'd be like, ah, good morning, psychologist. How are you today? In fact, I am ready for today's session and all of that. And you'd be like, what happened? You know, something has, you know, triggered their, and they're just, you know, ready to just take on anything. That's what exercise does to us. Then uh, moving on, we can also, you know, this cannot be overemphasized. Eating right, like eating well. <laughs> in, in in this country, where most of us just <laughs> it's just food, energy giving food, energy giving food. You, you can have a, a good combination. Can you come again? Funny enough, eating right prevents long effect. It helps prevent short-term memory loss. And um, it has this long-term effect on the brain and in turn the rest of the body, especially when you eat vegetables okay yeah so it's and uh, avoid taking too much sugar like, that one psychology that one is a bit hard <laughs> but we'll try <laughs> i know it's difficult but but still all, all of these things if if you're phys- if you're physically you know if you're physically healthy then hardly would anything bring you down emotionally that's the truth and you know you can also take care of yourself by taking care of your guts okay yeah it has it has a significant impact on your health when you heal your guts can you can you can change you from an unhappy person to a happy person so so you 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 have this um this like 
you know the way some people speak uh positive to themselves that's a way you can you can heal your guts the uh, the way um um people see things and be like oh i can do this or you know just being positive about yourself okay would you advise for people to have um, some people say these words of reaffirmation every morning but they just recite I'm, I'm wonderful I'm excellent uh, and they just say those the things it really it depends on it, it works for some people but uh, it doesn't work for some people so it just just find what works for you some people is just uh, some people for some people if they're in the presence of a person that's you know maybe a, a let's say motivational speaker that's work for some people they'll just listen to one motivational um, speaker maybe once a week and you see them really energetic you know while some people is just um, following up a person's particular lifestyle like Uh, maybe you're watching this particular person and you know whatever the person is doing just have a kind of influence on you and it also helps you to you know feel better about yourself like oh you know because it's it's someone he or she is someone you look up to why some people yeah. the, the, the uh, morning uh, reaffirmation and all of that yeah it, it helps it depends on you know individual differences so know what works for you Okay. Uh I think um from what you've shared now you've really touched on different things I've come across online even when people just give generic advice on how you can care for yourself. And like you said, self-care is something that is very important but as young people we often ignore it because we're younger, we're trying to make money and you want to live a good life. So, you see people sleeping 2 hours a day, you see people just skipping breakfast, eating whatever they can find. and not exercising the best exercise we get is when you're inside Lagos traffic and you're sweating so um, <laughs> we just ignore <laughs> we just ignore the things that should really matter and um focus as much as you want to make money but like you say now who they are like they chop money so you have to make sure that your mental health is 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 up there and you have to just keep tabs on it monitor it and just know where you need to seek professional help or do your own beats to make sure that you don't slip into depression or any other um because, med- because uh, mental health condition Nigeria will always test the mental health so like for you, you just need to determine yeah. yes like you might just be constantly at work even, and not be, even like, poverty even uh, poverty yeah. is a stressor yeah. for those that are poor and <laughs> What to stress you? I think for Sinzu, Sinzu money. I think they give us our coins. I'm not even saying. I'm just saying, like honestly, what is under stress, stress factor too. But just try your best to stay happy. So, um, Sarah, how do people reach out to you? Like, if people want to reach out, and the website you talked about too, in case people want to um, reach out. of people because i know a lot of people are dealing with like depression and mental health issues okay um i can give my um for those who are using linkedin i i have a presence there um my instagram account is kind of 
personal but if you want to reach out to me too can be there but um i'm also on that website so would you like me or would you like me to send I'll it drop to it, you I'll drop how it is box i'll drop i'll drop the link on the description box so um okay so so if if anyone wants out to me i'm all there on the website too um uh, it's just a quick search okay and uh, so we'll get the website from sarah and we'll have it on box for the podcast so you can easily click the link and connect to mental health experts who can help you to deal with or process the emotions that uh, many of us are dealing with at this time okay. i thank you very much for coming on the podcast today you're welcome so guys um, and um so we've come to the end our fun facts for the week. So basically, okay, Adifa, what's our fun facts? Um, snakes can help predict um earthquake. That's a fun fact. They can sense a coming earthquake from seventy-five miles away, like one hundred and twenty-one wow. kilometers, up to five days before it how would we wow. humans know that uh, the earthquake are coming? Things they can from case or was anything. And you know the funny thing is that many people don't like snakes. So and most times I'll say nothing good can come out of snakes. Like those things, they just seem like they're not up to any good. So to hear that snakes can actually be useful. It's quite surprising. And maybe maybe Adepe can consider rearing snakes. Or maybe Sarah can consider rearing snakes just to help con- I mean, contribute it's, it's, to it's, 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 it's no way. Uh, <laughs> so, guys, just not like, friendly at all. <laughs> um, it was nice doing this episode with you guys. I hope everybody stays this period very very important very important so guys until you come your way um some other time we hope to talk about more um recent issues like in our upcoming podcast kindly try to listen to other episodes um the, the interesting episode we talked about career we talked about money finance and we also like you can yeah. also listen to last answers episode we did so i'm sure you're going to have an interesting time listening to us so from us it's like bye bye for my end. <laughs> so you don't know care. about the others. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Bye guys. Okay, bye guys. <laughs>